for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio. Your real talk station. Your real 24 hours of commercial free programming. Like a homeless man trying to change his life. We do it so fresh. And we do what the fuck we want to do. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Log on to SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to support the Green Room today. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of the Green Room, Sean Green. All right, everyone, welcome to the program. We're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the program. Feel free to give us a call at any point in the show on the LegalZoom self help hotline. That number is 323-203-0815. Besides being sponsored by the good folks at Amazon, we're also being brought to you today by LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom, the leader in self help legal documents. You can log on to LegalZoom.com. And prepare legally binding documents within minutes, all right? We're not talking hours or days or weeks or months or years. We're talking minutes, people. And besides that, you're going to get a self-help. Oh, wait. You're going to get a friendly staff, and uh, you're not going to pay the uh, you're not gonna pay the high retail prices of a lawyer. Obviously, you know why people don't like doing legal stuff is because, hey, lawyers are expensive, you know. They're in those fancy suits. You get intimidated. You're like, I don't know what to do. Well, just log on to LegalZoom.com. <laughs> They'll help you out. Easy to do. Trademarks, wills, patents, they got it all. And at the end of it, you can enter green in the checkout box. So besides the discount you normally get by LegalZoom, you're going to get a special green room discount by entering green in the referral code. Well, he's not a lawyer, but he gets my referral anyways. My left-hand man, Logan Lysico. Logan, thanks for being on the show. Hello. <laughs> I don't know why. It's I'm just... good to be here. Oh, thanks, Logan. You get me every time, man. Get the show going. Uh, we're going to introduce our guests here in a second. Just a couple quick things I want to take care of. I, first off, I want to say thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And, and I mean it. I, I really I get pissed off a lot during the week, but this is a uh, this is a highlight of my day <laughs> and my week is uh, coming in here, doing the show, getting a lot of positive feedback. And, uh, you know, I appreciate people spreading the word. We're going to be uh, releasing a uh, new and improved website. So look for that in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be pretty exciting. Just in general, online talk radio, I really feel like we're on to something here. Not only our show, well, mostly our show, but LA Talk Radio as a, as a as an entity. You know, uh, Howard Stern, now his contract's going to be up. Um, it's going to be coming to an end here at the end of the year. It's serious. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up going online and kind of doing his own thing and uh you know we're kind of ahead of the curve here and it's exciting times and you guys could be listening to this live on your iphone so i don't know if you are maybe you listen to it on friday maybe you know you throw it on the gym you know you want to listen you know you're like oh man logan's take on stuff really helps me get through those extra reps maybe that's maybe that's how you do it but uh yeah make sure you check out the iphone app for the la talk radio you jog to the the sound of your own voice logan yeah a jog to the intro, I just have it on loop. All right, well, there you go. That that, that, that hypes me up for the show, and I can yeah. see how that would hype you up for jogging. This man, I'm hyped to have him in studio, Rob Christensen. Rob, thanks for coming on, man. My pleasure. Yo. 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 <laughs> Yo, what's up, man? Thanks again for coming in. So what have you been up to, man? I uh, We always like having you on the show. We did a stand-up show recently in the Old Town Pub. 
in uh, in Pasadena. I yeah. figure it's a it's a good anecdote to share on the on the radio. Describe that evening from your perspective. So I'm doing it's a uh, doing a joke for the first time, quasi quasi black joke. True story. My brother. Couldn't true story. Co- Rob does black guy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, the joke's a true story. You yeah, dick yeah. Face. I'm sorry. Um, my brother tried to be an NYPD cop. He couldn't do it because he's colorblind. And they're really black and white on that issue, but it's not like he's going to go out and arrest a, a, a white guy, you know? He knows <laughs> right. the color of guilt. That's the joke. You know, I throw a little more emphasis on the punchlines and stuff. Anyway, I called out this one, the only black guy in the place, who, he was half black anyway, so I don't know why, he should only have been as half as pissed off as he was. But, uh, <laughs> he took, uh, I'm on stage telling the joke, he took an empty Pabst Blue Ribbon can, cr- crunched it up and threw it at my head and hit me in the head playfully. I didn't know it was playful at the time. I just felt it hit my head and I turned around like animal... You know what I'm saying? Animal instinct. Brooklyn Brooklyn kid going nuts. And then he ended up being bigger than me and also possibly homosexual. Yeah, it was it was a very it was a very weird <laughs> I was hosting the show. I put the show together and uh, as a host it was kind it was kind of a weird moment. The the guy was sitting outside, not really paying attention. I don't think he heard the whole um the whole setup of Rob's joke, but then Rob kind of just you know really got into the punchline and kind of looked at him, kind of called him out, and he just came in and it was weird like he and then Rob got off the stage. They got in each other's face after he threw the can, and it was like I, I don't know what happened. It was almost like I, I there was some what light on my half. On, yeah, on yeah. This. What happened on my half is uh, I thought I was gonna jump off stage, pick up the can, and throw it into the back area where he would be going back to his seat, and that'd be the end of it, you know. And then when I got off stage and I went to throw the can, he was rushing at me, <laughs> saying, you want to do this, make a move. Make a move in his full UFC MMA fighting stance. And now these days, you don't know who's going to put you in like an arm lock or whatever they're called. I'm not trained like that, but a lot of these douchebags out here in Cali are. So I got nervous. So I threw the can at his face and retreated for a weapon, which I found. <laughs> I found the weapon right away. I found an empty mug of uh, an empty mug. Yeah. Glass no, mug. yeah, it was, and it was a weird showdown. And then it was like, all right, who's gonna who's gonna make a move? I got up, started walking over, and then all of a sudden it was just over, and the guy was, was like, okay, I'm cool. And then afterwards, you know how uh, hecklers always do this. I don't know if you'd even describe this guy as a heckler as a little more, but hecklers always do that move where they're like, oh yeah, I was just jumping in the show, I wanted to help out the show, and it's really like kind of just them being an asshole. But after the show, the guy was super apologetic. He bought me a beer, and you're right, he wa- I, I don't very he was half, half black, half homosexual. I would say <laughs> he was very, you know, very just like yeah. I'm so sorry, I'm sorry. I was just, now oh, let me man. tell you, I made the right decision because if I would have gone to that fight, one, I might have hurt my beautiful face, which is worth millions. Of dollars, right? Exactly. <laughs> Two, I might have ruined that show for you guys forever. You right. might have never been able to play. Yeah, it. we had another and show after. Three, that. if I win the fight, I beat up a gay guy and go to jail for a hate crime for the rest of my life. There's no positive outcome and to that. Four, if you do the fight and lose the fight, then you got beat up by a really effeminate guy. <laughs> In front of a bunch of comedians who still haven't fully accepted me yet into their plan. <laughs> yeah. So, so he wasn't mad originally when he first threw the thing. He was just playing around and then. No, he, he seemed kind of mad, up. and then, and then Rob. I don't know. He was was he half playing around? I couldn't I really I tell. I don't know. I don't know. He didn't throw it hard. It sounded, he didn't try to hurt me with it. You made it sound like it wasn't. He was mad, throwing like he threw like a chick, so it was hard to tell if he was joking or not. Yeah, like he didn't throw a line drive. He threw like a floater. All right, we actually got a call coming in. Maybe this is the guy. Caller, uh, thanks for calling into the green room. Hey, this is the green room? Yeah, this is the green room. Who's this? Hey, this is Don Barris. Uh, oh. I'm supposed to be on the show in a little while. Oh, yeah, yeah, Don. Uh, you want to call back at like 830? <laughs> You're on it now. Is that cool, man? You want to call back at like yeah, 830? 
I, I just wanted to make sure that I could get in touch with you guys. This isn't a, like a live line that you won't be taking calls or anything. I yeah, no, it, no, it's cool, man. You can you can call back on this number and uh, we'll we'll do it then. I'll call at eight thirty then. Okay, sounds good. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to be our guest calling in later. He's clearly very great. excited to be on the show. <laughs> he's uh, he's Don Barris. He's the guy from Windy City Heat. Have you seen the film Windy City Heat? It's basically, it's this. Uh, it's a little hard to explain. I'll, I'll let Don explain it. But it's it's this uh, movie they shot for Comedy Central where they play this elaborate practical joke on this guy named Perry. Perry is this kind of crazy delusional actor guy who they convince is in a movie, and then the entire movie is just them playing this practical joke on a guy when he thinks he's in a movie. And, you know, they get him to do all this awful stuff by claiming, like, oh, yeah, this is really a part of the movie. And then they tell him at the end of the at the, the end of the movie that it's not a movie, but he really still is in the movie about it not being a movie. It's one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. It I'm not kidding. It sounds deep, you know, like layered, like Inception. Yeah, it, it sounds really deep, and then you watch the film, and it's just them messing with this guy for an hour and a <laughs> half. Basically, they just make it really believable. Like, they take him to, like, he has to show up to set on time, and there's a someone playing a director. Right. But the Bob Cat Goldthwait plays the director. Yeah, and then his co-star is <laughs> completely retarded and insane, and it's just, it's wacky. Yeah. But he thinks, like, well, I guess this is Hollywood i got to push forward. Yeah, and no, he's, he's, he's all about it. We've actually apart. we've actually had him on the show. He's a uh, he's a uh, pretty entertaining to say the least. So that's uh that's the uh, old town pub story. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the surprising part was after after the stand up show was done, I went to the guy and I was like, yeah, sorry about that uh, near race riot that broke out or whatever. You know, sorry about the fight. And the guy's like, oh yeah, no, good show. Yeah, we'd we'll love to have you back. So yeah. thanks, Rob. Thanks no, for not uh, no not making it worse than it. Than it was. People want to fight me all the time. Can I just say that all the time? Yeah, you yeah. get it. You people uh, give you a problem a lot. Yeah, because I look kind of uh, kind of like the quasi tough guy, but then people see that I'm not big enough to beat them up, so they start fights with me. They're like, right. "Hey, this guy thinks he's tough. Let's fight him." In reality, I just don't want to talk to anyone. I hate people. <laughs> yeah. I just want to keep my head down and walk away. People yeah, exactly. Who look tough seem to just get a lot of. Yeah. You know, a lot of that. Well, there is <laughs> – I think Rob's right. I think there is the type of, like, juiced-up guy who uh, maybe intimidates people and they don't want to fight. Or if they're really jacked up, maybe people are like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to go after this guy. But, yeah, maybe it's something about Rob's voice or something that he seems like, okay, this is a guy who likes fighting, that maybe I have a chance. Or maybe it's the fact that I make fun of women, kids, in every race in my act. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you – I think also, though, admittedly, you enjoy kind of antagonizing people. I do. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's fun. I think it's good on stage, and uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it's and can we battle with words and not fists? Is what I sometimes mean. Sometimes it might come back to harm you, but uh, you know, God bless, right? Yeah, I guess so. That's how you end that. God bless. <laughs> I don't, I don't know where night. else to take it. <laughs> well, you're a you're a native New Yorker, Rob, and I, I know you're not out in New York right now. You're out in L.A., but I don't know if you've been hearing hearing what's going on in FM radio back in New York. It's really it's really hitting all time low. We. Uh, I, I heard Nick Cannon's name the other day, and I was like, oh, we should tune into Nick Cannon's show. See how see how that's going. I've made fun of Nick Cannon in a while, assuming I'm going to make fun of Nick Cannon. I don't, I don't really – I can't really assume that I'm going to listen to the show and enjoy it and be like, oh, Nick Cannon, oh, man, he turned it around. And people are like, Sean, why are you angry? It's not that I'm angry that I'm not making $5 million doing a radio show. Fine. All right, say what you <laughs> – all right, maybe that is why I'm angry. But there's so many talented people in this industry that don't get breaks. And then when you see guys like Nick Cannon with just breaks just – 
piled upon pile of breaks, and he just gets these cush gigs and, and just doesn't have ten. Like Ryan Seacrest, that at least the guy gets ratings. He's able to host a very popular he's a good show. Host. He's known for hosting, right? He's a great host. Nick Cannon, he's just awful. All right, now listen to this. You're a professional broadcaster making a ton of money, and this is this is what you're putting out there to the masses. <laughs> uh, sending positive vibes out there to T.I. and family this morning. My man T.I. has been arrested again in Los Angeles for a controlled substance. Just listen to how he, how he reads or how he explains it. My man, T.I. He's even bored with his sentence <laughs> as he's saying it. He can't even tune into his own sentence. <laughs> How's that possible? And uh, hopefully he gets out on bail soon. Man, that's tough. <laughs> well, really man, interesting wait, take. Wasn't he drunk driving? Yeah, Is he, that the... No, he was. Uh, T.I. was driving around, and I guess there was weed in the car. Oh. T.I. T.I. was the same guy. He's this rapper guy who got busted trying to buy uh, submachine guns with Man. silencers on it. All this that, stuff. He got on probation, and then he gets busted for weed in the car. Well, he went to jail, so isn't he on parole, not probation? Parole is the real deal. He just goes back to prison. I don't think there's any offense or buts about it. Yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't know but if he's, he's rich, on parole so, yeah. or probation. And the thing is, the crazy part is, West Hollywood, as far as I know, West Hollywood passed a measure essentially decriminalizing marijuana, small yeah. amount possession. How much did he have, though? Well, yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah, rappers can't have less than a pound in the car. They get their pussies then. Right. When uh, Lil Wayne got busted uh, driving through the state of Arizona, it was like 89 pills of ecstasy, 2.3 ounces of heroin, 18 cases of cough syrup. Yeah, like, boy. come on. Just just try to it's live a long the drive from use. L.A. to Vegas, man. Help, it takes a lot of... Help your lawyer out. I can just picture T.I.'s lawyer like, God, I got you off of... You bought <laughs> machine guns with silencers. <laughs> just don't have someone else smoke the weed. Have Then... Pay we, a guy in another car to follow you around with the weed. Have right? we all have we all gotten high in an apartment or sat around and got... What happened? What ha, why not get high and then drive around? I'm not even mad about you being high and driving around. There's a time and place for everything. Well, very, much love very to tough. This is exclusive news. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you, you know, this is the first place you're hearing it. It's not a joke. T.I. Is, has been arrested. <laughs> what, what is, not a joke. Shit. I thought it was a joke. I thought what? he was playing because he's a great stand-up comedian. <laughs> what an awful practical joke. <laughs> now, you know the guy who got arrested again? Well, he got arrested again. Been arrested oh. again. But I'll uh, <laughs> keep, you, keep you updated when we get more details. And speaking of details, you guys know... <laughs> People like to make fun of my transitions, but come on, that's just... That's you just, guys know I was working last night doing America's Got Talent. Nikki, did you watch? I did watch. No, you didn't. Stop lying. What did I have on? Oh. <laughs> what? Like, oh, who cares? Like, oh that's, the, that's the only thing Nikki can take away from yeah. the show. Yo, what a brother have on? What a brother got on? Oh, darn it. <laughs> I really usually watch. <laughs> I didn't watch either because I was uh, doing it live. And there's a bunch of other stuff that came on last night that I wanted to watch. And you guys know what I have to do. I got to TiVo it and I get to share it with you. Okay, here we get back. When when he was first reading the news story, like I was letting you make fun of it. But inside I was thinking, okay, he's actually saying something. But now he's back to just. Now he's talking about what he got to have to do. TiVo it. Yeah, he's just saying well, bullshit. Well, he's saying now. something, but it, it's not really an opinion. At least, okay. Yeah, at least it was a news story. He, now okay, he's just going he on read, to things that He are read nothing. the news story. He yeah. didn't give a take on the news story. <laughs> right. And I get to share with you the things that I feel like I'm scaring Logan. 
And we so don't worry, Nikki. Even though you missed it, I TiVo America's Got Talent, so you can watch it on my TiVo. But up first on my TiVo was a little inside edition, and this one was a little interesting because you had old school Jerry Lewis, you know, from Jerry's Kid, the Rat Pack, Nutty Professor, all of that stuff, having some interesting things to say. You know, you just said interesting uh, twice while describing. All right, I'm not gonna. Nick not Cannon gonna torture is the else Detroit with. Lions of entertainment. <laughs> yes. He is perfection in the fact that he's failed in every venue: stand up, improv, TV, film, music, and now radio. This guy's covered all bases and failed in every single one of them. It is on impressive. The num- he's on the number one. He's the host of the number one summer show. Though. All right, he won Somehow. hosting. He d- hosting's the only thing he's good at. Yeah, I'm not saying he's good at it. I'm just he saying it's the number he's, one show. He's and he got that he's, gig. He's on the show in spite, or the show's number one in spite of him being. People. Well, watch you know it. what they do to him. They, I, I've been having to watch it like every week, and he just reads a cue card. He never says anything extra. <laughs> Wait, like, he's well, always like, yeah. "Ladies and gentlemen." Has pop. Wow, that was really great. What do you think? It's funny Howie, he hosted a, oh. a rap battle show about improv Well, but yeah, yeah wild and out. He totally failed on TV in just, that venue. Just oh, listen yeah. to that improv. There's no improv on there. There there were actually a couple funny people on Wild and Out, but not Nick Cannon. You know, and and if you 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 pride yourself on being a stand-up comedian, being a imp- improviser, you should be able to come up with a better take than that. That shouldn't be your take. Oh. Stuff's interesting. He failed at finding a wife that's not going to die before him. <laughs> <laughs> You're just assuming uh, Mariah Carey's had to do it. She's like grade. 70, right? Come on. <laughs> that's plastic surgery. Don't believe the glitter, man. Yeah. She seems to... Uh, <laughs> she doesn't seem to be a master of self-control in any sort of vice. Food, alcohol. I don't know. I'm just But her music was good before she became a whore. Like, my mom used to listen to Mariah Carey when I was a yeah, little Yeah, she used to be kind of the uh, sweet... You know, soulful. Yeah, she, she could hit a note. She was pretty hot. hot. And, and she still, I think her voice is still good, but yeah, obviously not something I would listen to. But all right, well, here's the uh, here's the full story of uh, T.I. getting arrested. I just love hearing the Associated Press talk about guys like T.I. Rapper T.I. and his singer <laughs> wife, Tamika Cottle, known as Tiny, were arrested on drug charges late Wednesday night. That's got, how do you not get crap from your friends like, yeah. hey guys, I'm bringing my girlfriend. Oh man, that sucks. Tiny's in tat like you oh man, you're never gonna hear the end of it. <laughs> Police officers in West Hollywood, California stopped their car on the Sunset Strip after allegedly smelling marijuana coming from their car. Bail for the Atlanta based celebrity couple was set at ten thousand dollars. On Thursday morning a police spokesman was unable to confirm if T. I. and Tiny, a former member of Xscape, were still in jail. <laughs> T. I. has a history of run ins with the law. He was released from a Georgia halfway house in March after a stint in an Arkansas prison on federal weapons charges. Celebrity news website TMZ reports. All right, so that's it. T.I.'s in trouble again. And it's the, sa- it's the same way Paris Hilton got arrested two days ago or, you know, a few days back. Paris Hilton got arrested the same way. They got pulled over in Las Vegas. They had weed coming out of the car. Then the cops come in. They bust her. Or no, sorry, they bust the 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 um her boyfriend who's driving the car, and uh, I guess Paris Hilton said, "Oh hey, can I go to the bathroom?" They're like, "All right, fine, we gotta take you to this uh, detention room and wait for a female officer to escort you to the bathroom just to make sure you know you're not flushing anything out or whatever." And I guess she had her purse, and then that's when she reached for the lipstick and the bindle of cocaine fell out, and then now Paris Hilton is banned from um whatever Hollywood or whatever Las Vegas club that is, so. 
I, it just, it is mind-boggling. Like, I understand it. Oh, hey, you want to party? You want to have fun? Fine, have fun. But this guy lost his job. Paris Hilton, I'm sure this isn't great for her image. I don't think it really hurts her. It is funny if you look at, like, Paris Hilton's Twitter. Like, don't believe all the lies out there. What are their lies? You got, you, you know, they found you with yeah, cocaine. It's not unbelievable. She's the that most honest person coke. in the world, if you ask me. Everyone knows she's a whore and a drug addict and talentless. <laughs> She's got nothing to hide. And that's just the stuff she's released. Like, that's, <laughs> that's just the video she yeah. released. And you can't you can't be mad at people for uh, calling you a whore when that's how you're no that's that'd be like Sean, why are you being such a comedian? Why didn't you take things seriously? <laughs> well, that's how I kind of introduce myself into the world. All right, now into some uh, happier news. Well, this guy's dead, so I guess we're all happy about that. <laughs> Gunmen shot at Discovery, uh, the Discovery Channel building. Hostages planned escape, and they got out. I think we all we all heard about this story. The uh, this guy basically um, broke into the Discovery Channel's headquarters. Uh, a lot of people were able to run off. He had some like improvised explosive device, and you know he was holding these people hostage. Eventually, the cops came in, and I guess they heard a pop, which they thought was a gunshot, and uh, I don't think it turned out to be. But then they they sniped him out. So that story had a happy ending. But I just lo- I love his whole thing was that he was upset with the Discovery Channel's programming. Like, that was his whole angle. This is from the Associated Press. Lee, Lee had said he had – he had – oh, sorry. He hated the company's shows such as Kate Plus 8, claiming they promoted population growth. Like, I, there's so many reasons to hate John and Kate Plus 8. Yeah. Population growth, that's what's <laughs> – or the other one where, um, oh yeah, and the other show he really hated was 19 Kids and Counting. He said the network should air programs encouraging human sterilization and infertility. <laughs> Clearly this guy's not a TV executive. Like that's, <laughs> It's going to be tough getting uh, ad yeah. dollars behind. Okay, we're, um, we got this idea for a show. Okay, what's it about? Oh, it's about uh, sterilizing people and, and stuff like that. Heartwarming. Okay, yeah. is there a mom with lots of kids? No, no, not at all. There's a mom with no kids. She doesn't do much. Uh, just goes to work every day. Pretty pretty uneventful life. Oh, man. And then uh, I love – what's great about this or great about the the world we're living in is every, like, nut job or, or kook that goes off, they have the Facebook page. They have a MySpace page. Like, you can easily right. access their rants. Like, don't you wish Lee Harvey Oswald had <laughs> a MySpace page or a Facebook? I swear to God I'm going to go out there and shoot the president. Wouldn't you be interested to see, like, John Wilkes Booth? What, would, what If he had Twitter, what would he be tweeting? But this guy, he, it's great. He, uh, he listed one of his heroes as uh, Commander James T. Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't help but thinking of Captain Kirk's, you know, phrase of uh, engage. <laughs> engage. And oh, and then and and every time these stories come up, there's always the people uh, who knew them, you know, back in the day. Oh, 1985 graduate of Leawana High School. As far as I'm concerned, he was a good kid. <laughs> I love how the principal's still on the fence. Like, all right, I'm gonna have to let all the facts be sorted out. I'm not ready to rush off, make any sort of judgments on this. This is the second time he's done something there at Discovery Channel. Yeah, originally he um, it was a few years ago, and he got he took twenty thousand dollars in cash, and he gave all this money to homeless people yeah. and hired homeless people to start this crazy rally against the Discovery Channel, saying, "Oh, hey, this you know this isn't what we want. This is we're destroying the human Earth. We need a plan for peace." And this guy was from Hawaii. He got a two hundred thousand dollar like. Someone gave him two hundred thousand dollars in their will. That's amazing. You know this guy's legitimately crazy. I mean, 
Rob, if someone gave you 200 grand, you're living in Hawaii, it takes a lot of work to do How are you that motivated? Why do you care? It would take a lot of work to get me off my butt. Exactly. <laughs> 200 grand. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just, it's, you, you got it so good. I would just buy my own jokes from myself. I wouldn't even tell jokes. I'd just sit out in Hawaii and enjoy 200 grand. That's a great life. I understand why other people are angry. This guy had nothing to be angry of. If I'm giving homeless people fistfuls of cash to do my bidding, that sounds fun. Why not keep up that lifestyle? If you're going to be crazy, be harmless crazy where you throw cash at people. Uh. <laughs> so, oh, here's another crazy story we got to talk about. 21-year-old arrested after posing as 14-year-old to join Pee Wee football team. If there is a better movie for me to play a role in. I would like to hear it. Show me a ro- show me a movie I'm not fit for than this film. Hey, I, I don't believe, know- I believe in second chances. All right? I I do. I don't know if I could play 21, but still <laughs> I want to play this. Oh man, there's so many great quotes about this. I love I just love Okay, uh, 21. Why what? I love how he sets the bar so high to go back to middle school. Yeah. Like, yeah. all right, high school. Okay, that's you might have gotten by. You could have been JV. But no, he's got to go down to middle school. He's got to be on the 8th grade team. <laughs> and I just love these quotes about him. Uh he really acted like a kid. My son is 13 and my son was hanging out with him and he acted more immature than my son. <laughs> Just picture this 21-year-old dude. Didn't the coach also say he wasn't the best player? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. He's got some great ones. I know oh, yeah. The coach about. says, uh, <clears throat> I don't think he was good enough to play semi-pro or anything. <laughs> Obviously, he's not good enough to play semi-pro. If he played one game at middle school, it wasn't a huge standout. That's not what gave him away. He's... He's 5'11", 160. He's not playing. I mean, he could barely hang with these eighth graders. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, anyway, the, the I guess the coach got suspicious. First off, he's 14 years old. He has his actual name tattooed on his forearm. I think that's, that's a dead giveaway when a 14-year-old shows up with a tattoo of some other guy that's not him at 14. Don't you, don't you follow up with some stuff then? So I guess the coach eventually got suspicious and uh, just, you know, Googled his name or I guess they found this other guy's name or whatever. They were doing the social networking thing. There's a link on his YouTube channel, which just features him reading a poem he wrote called God and a link to his Twitter account. The most recent post was on July 26. Just got home. Had a good practice today. Can't wait till tomorrow. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. God bless kid that play. kid. God bless him. I mean, I, I just love that. I love that. Uh, it, he just wanted to play football. That's what the coach said. Hey, he just seemed like he wanted to play football. He ended up enrolling in the classes or trying to. And, you know, the principal was like, ah, you know, I don't think you're. And then uh, I guess his mom, his actual mom ended up calling his cell phone. And the principal answered and his plan got unraveled quite quickly. Speaking of football, uh, next week we're going to be doing the live football pick'em podcast. So uh, tune into that. We're going to be breaking down the entire NFL season, going through all the gambling lines, getting into that. Are you a uh, NFL fan at all? No, not really. Not, not a really a big fan, NFL yeah. fan? Well, uh, we've been talking about the Jets and uh, Hard Knocks. I've been watching Hard Knocks, the reality show about the Jets training camp. This was a great clip. I don't know if you've uh, if you've missed this. This was pretty good. This is Antonio Cromartie uh, going through all the kids he's had or 
kids he has. You know, all the aggression on, but as soon as you leave and get home, you got to be that father figure, you know, that, that husband. What is going on with your house? Yeah, Alonzo, who is five. I have Karis, um, who is three. I have my, my junior, which is three. I have a, my daughter, who just turned three as of <laughs> yesterday. Um, I have another son named Tyler. Yeah, so he turns three in December. <laughs> got another uh, daughter that was born October 16th named London. Uh, another daughter that was born named Leilani, who's uh, two years old. And uh, I have uh, my newborn with my wife. Her name is Jersey. <laughs> You're That's the best. He had a big year three years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had a lot of fun three years ago. That's 11 kids, right? Damn. I don't know. It's like eight kids. counting. Um, Antonio Cromartie plus eight. Maybe maybe <laughs> the Discovery Channel guy would have... I mean, this crazy guy who died might have a point now, you know? Yep. Too did, many kids. Did he say, now I have three kids with this woman. Oh, and this other kid who turned three. Is that what he just said? <laughs> yeah. Basically, he's got a lot of three-year-olds. So uh, it looks like um, Don Barris is calling in. Or I think we just missed him, so I'm, I'm going to call him back here. Don. Oh, all right. Well, the call in. He should be. Uh, he should be calling back here. But uh, yeah, Don. We were talking about the show Windy City Heat. He was in, uh, involved in that movie. He's also the uh, warm-up guy for Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel Live. So uh, yeah, it's, he's a. Uh, Cool dude, shaved head, you know, funny guy. All right, let's get him on the line. Don. Hey, what's happening? Hey, how's it going? Well, we're on the air here with uh, Don Barris, uh, star of Windy City Heat, among other projects. Also the warm-up guy for Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh, thanks for calling into the show. You're in uh, here with Logan and my buddy Rob. How's it going? You? Hey, well, oh, I know Rob. Yeah. You're talking about Rob Christensen, right? Yeah, you got it, man. Oh, I know Rob. Hey, Rob, how are you? Logan? Hey. Yeah, Logan's hey. uh, Logan's my sidekick from the show. So uh, let's, uh, let's <clears throat> sorry, let's get into. Uh, I I'd love to talk about Windy City Heat. I was trying to explain it before. Uh, can you kind of give us a setup of how that uh, how that first came about? Uh, the movie or the project? Well, uh, I guess the project, and and then how that turned into the movie. Well, all right. Uh, well, it, it's kind of. Uh, a while back, actually, we go back to 1992 for the start of this, <laughs> and I kind of was analyzing, what am I doing here? I'm not getting spots at any comedy clubs. What can I do to do this? And at the time, the only thing that I had going was every Sunday, I was the host at the comedy store during potluck night, and that was when I would host from 7 to 2 in the morning. And it was a marathon, and they had no regulars at the club. They just had a lot of potluckers. So I saw a lot of crazy people. And I thought, well, you know what? Let's see if we can work something with this. Harry <laughs> had to stand out. And so what we did is we worked on this project, and I tried to pitch it to people. And seven years later, Jimmy Kimmel, who at the time had just gotten the show Win Ben Signs Money, and he was working at k-rock is uh the morning radio guy the sports guy on the morning radio show out there and he said i want to do something with that thing it's brilliant and uh, jimmy was the backbone of this and he it was all him from then on you know he really made it something special okay so i know i know he's hard to describe but 
who is Perry? And uh, you know, a lot of people when they see the movie, they they're like, "Is this guy real? Is he is he actually like that? How how, how do you describe Perry to people?" Well, uh, is Rob there? Yeah. Rob, can yeah. you say something? <laughs> what's up? Rob's here. Yeah, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rob, you do stand-up, and you know the, the, the comedy scene. And during, like, these potluck shows or at coffee houses and comedy clubs all over, you get a pretty uh, crazy group of people. Absolutely. It was just... And Perry was a guy, when he came to me, he just said that he would do anything to make it in show business. <laughs> yeah, and so... And, and then you guys... <laughs> You guys end up, uh, you know, seeing like, oh my God, this guy—he's kind of a maniac, but he's—he's he's kind of delusional in his in his own sense. And then you you frame Everybody's this. Everybody's delusional. Everybody's delusional. I'm delusional. Right. Everybody out here is delusional. They think they're better than they are, and you know, and then it all comes down to uh, how are they going to get something going for themselves. Some people figure out how they can make it. Some people never do. And a lot of those are potluck comics. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> so yeah. now, now, how did sure you, you how did you meet sorry, Jimmy Kimmel, and how did you end up getting the uh, warm up job to do Jimmy Kimmel Live? Well, you know, I I'll tell you this: what Jimmy has done, uh, I met him because he heard about the Perry Project at a party, and. He said he wanted to do something with it, and Jimmy is like one of the most loyal people you'll ever meet in your life. He's truly, you know, a great guy. And so I, you know, this must have been 13 years ago, 14 years ago when I first met him, and he said he wanted to do something. He's kept me working ever since then. And, you know, and thank God, because I'll tell you, uh, it is tough to work out here. And now, because of him, I work four days a week, about 90 minutes a day, and I can do anything else I want. So I do other projects too. So that's cool. Sounds like a Thank great you. sounds like a great guy to know. Now, uh, have you talked? Wow. Have you? Uh, is there any plans to do a Windy City Heat two? Do another sequel? I mean, obviously he kind of realized that it was a joke or that you guys were kind of goofing on him. Do you think there's still an opportunity to go forward with it? Well, I'll tell you this. I'm not supposed to say anything, but I think that there, not only was there a possibility where some big celebrities uh, really got behind this, and for two and a half years, I'm not going to name a name, but uh, they were going to do this, and then they dropped out for a few different reasons, but there still is talk, but the, I'm going to announce this on your show right now. You Excuse ready for this? I got it. Ace Broadcasting a division of Adam Carolla Enterprises, has, uh, is going to let, I believe, the rumors are that we're going to be doing a podcast, the big three doing a podcast, a regular podcast on his network. So, oh, wow, that's exciting. We're there. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just said, wow, that's exciting. And if you hadn't seen the movie, the big three is Don, one of the guys that's uh, also, you know, the guy... Goofing around with Perry, Perry being the guy goofed on, and then another one of their friends, a character played, uh, or an actor playing a Walter character, Mole. Mole, Walter Molinensky. Yeah. Wow, that sounds uh, that sounds pretty cool, man. So besides uh, meeting Scary Perry, I know you also uh, you did a um, 
a cable access show, The Ding Dong Show, and uh, one of the characters you met uh, ended up becoming pretty popular and well known, Blue Iris. What can you tell us? Uh, what can you tell us about Blue? Uh, well, uh, The Ding Dong Show, which at one point was the longest running show in the history of the comedy store, because we've been doing it literally, kind of with a changing cast from Perry all the way down to Blue Iris to what's going on present day, the cast now. Uh, but Blue Iris kind of came in, and she was uh, she was really kind. She was kind of a kook, as I'm sure you're probably well aware. Right. But She's a, uh, a when a, like when a, she got the Howard Stern show, she became a regular on there. And I told her at the time, all right, here's what I'd like you to do: let the producers know that you're part of a show. I said, if they let you promote it, fine. But let them know so they don't think that I stole you, because we made a movie of the Ding Dong Show with oh, Blue okay. Iris in it. And it hasn't been released, but it's it's really, actually, it's funny as can be, and but it's also a tearjerker. And so I just told her, please let them know that we're not stealing you from them, I'm, you know, but she just couldn't get that story straight any time, and I just, complete nut job. Complete <laughs> nut Well, uh, yeah, I mean, if you if you don't know Blue Iris, she's a, or she was, she unfortunately passed away. She was an elderly woman who, uh, you know, was no, she had a blue wig. She actually did adult films. She did stand-up comedy. Very interesting character, to say the least. Yes, and she was in a very sexy voice. <laughs> Well, uh, well, Don, thanks for calling in, man. Is there any place you want people to check you out? Well, uh, you know, uh, I'm at the Comedy Store every single night. Uh, if you get tickets to see Jimmy Kimmel, I do the uh, uh, the audience warm-up for the Jimmy Kimmel show every single day. Uh, we're on vacation right now. Uh, get back to that. You know, and if you ever want to talk again, I'd love to explore some things, maybe, uh, you know, get... Because I gotta get ready for this big radio show. We're yeah, doing man. Well, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, when you start uh, releasing the episodes, we'll uh, have you back in again. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, and like members of the Ding Dong. Show. As a matter of fact, I'm with one of the members of the Ding Dong Show right now. Uh, do you know who Mary Jane Green is? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, say hello, Mary Jane. Hello. Hey, how's yeah, it she's going? She's a pro model. <laughs> is as well as a comic, she's a pro model. So, uh, yeah, and, and it's just uh, so we're kind of getting ready for that kind of thing. We're, we're doing a podcast with the uh, the Ding Dong Show. We filmed eight episodes, and that's about to come out. So I, I'm I'm really loving this world of the internet. How do you guys like it? Is it yeah. fun for you? Yeah, I would love doing the show, man. And uh, yeah, what, what do you think? I'm sorry. What What do you feel is the best part of it? Well, I mean, you can you can obviously say whatever you want. It's uh, easy to get it out there. Anyone who has an internet connection can get to it. There's, you know, there's no FCC, no standards and practices. Fuck, cock, shit, cunt. Yeah, you could, you could swear. Yeah, say something. What's the dirtiest thing that's ever been in your mouth? <laughs> uh, Rob, you take this one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the the, the your phone's kind of cutting in and out here, Don. I'm gonna let you go, but uh, make sure everyone. Uh, Checks out uh, Adam Carolla's uh, Ace Network for uh, Don's upcoming podcast. Don, thanks for calling in, man. Gonna be on. He was making me nervous every time he'd be like, "Rob, 
Rob, are you there? I thought it was going to be like a trick played on me or something. Like, Rob, I just want to tell you I'm with your mom right now. <laughs> yeah, no, he was, uh, his phone was cutting out there at the end. So good times. Make sure you check that out, Windy City Heat. Uh, I'd like to do a quick segment here called uh, Living with Logan. Logan's a, uh, <laughs> you know, hanging out with I was, Logan. I'm not aware of this. I have no idea what's about to happen, it's, ladies it's, and gentlemen. No, <laughs> no nothing's going to happen. Oh, okay. Living so with Logan is just quoting Logan's, uh, you know, <laughs> Logan has a lot of quotable lines that he throws around willy-nilly. I don't, I don't know if he realizes he's uh, dishing out gold. But we went out uh, the other night for dinner. We went to Korean barbecue, all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue. Everyone's going to town. Uh, Logan's really enjoying uh, eating, and as well as our other buddy, who's a uh, heavy set guy, Adam Jacobs, big guy, but much bigger than Logan. And you know, we kind of, I was joking around, saying like, "Oh, hey, you guys should have an eating competition." You know, we were throwing the because it's all you can eat. The idea of eating competition came up, and we're like, "Oh, who can eat more?" Oh, Jacobs, you know, trying to get our buddy Adam Jacobs to talk. Talk smack against Logan, try to get a little battle brewing. And then Logan takes a beat and just stares Adam Jacobs down and he goes, Have you ever eaten crumbled up Oreos as cereals? Because I have. <laughs> Quite often, actually. And it was just it was like a walk-off home run. He just like yeah. so cocky, just nailed it. Do you yeah. think you could really destroy Adam in an eating contest? I don't know. It's Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> my, my dad was in the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. He was? Yeah. How did how did he do? He didn't do well, but he had to win other contests prior just to get there. So I'm real proud of that. Yeah, there you go. That's some yeah, something you can tell your grandkids. Dad made it to the Nathan's contest. That was so great last year when uh, what was Kobayashi? He was supposed to be in the competition, but then he didn't want to sign a, uh, this waiver to be a part of their eating league. And then he showed up, and everyone was chanting, "Let Kobe eat! Let Kobe eat!" And he like stormed the stage, and then they he actually got arrested. Crazy I times. I think he went out of control, but I think I am on his side because they were going to make him sign some. If he want, <laughs> if he wanted to compete in that competition, he had to sign an exclusivity uh, contract. But his whole job is to travel the world and do these different contests, so he couldn't do that. Right. Or his career is. They're over. holding him down, man. So he just couldn't do it, be in the contest. Exclusive just for hot dogs. He couldn't eat hot dogs anywhere else. No, or? it was a Con- <laughs> some Coney Island. Uh, Hot dog eating club. Yeah, I don't know. It's some it's some weird eating league that they wanted him to be well, a part well, of. Well, join the union. This is America, not Japan. All right, step up. This is how we founded the country. <laughs> yeah. You think these buildings stand for no reason? No, iron workers right. organized. You know how we put beat, the buildings you know, up. All right. How, how many grandfathers win? out there? How did we win World War Two? Through <laughs> union labor, I assume. <laughs> yeah, we're all waiting for the answer. Yeah, I don't know. Is that a hypothetical? Oh, question? I thought that. Was, I I thought I. <laughs> The phrase soldiers that is a fighting overseas, but, or, yeah, and the unions. You know. All right. Well, we were making fun of uh, people's public speaking, and uh, I always enjoy this. Jan Brewer, I don't know if you guys know her. She's the governor for Arizona. She recently is, I guess she's on the gubernatorial campaign to get reelected. She is the governor behind the controversial Arizona immigration law. But anyway, she's on some some uh, political debate show, and this is her, basically this is her stump speech to get people to vote for and finally, we hear from Jan Brewer. Thank you, Ted. And it's great to be here with Larry, Barry, and Terry. And thank you all for watching us tonight. I have uh, <laughs> done so much. And I just- <laughs> it's just great already. You can tell she's, she's like looking at notes. And this woman, she's the typical Arizona lady, like, you know, 60 years old, 
super blonde hair, that kind of weird plasticky Botox smile. Yep. And she just keeps going from like, oh, what's going to like just this insanely phony smile looking up. Oh, it's priceless. I cannot believe that we have changed everything since I've become your governor in the last 600 days. Arizona has been brought back from its abyss. <laughs> we have cut the budget. We have balanced the budget. And we are moving forward. Oh, we have scary. done everything that we could possibly do. <laughs> I'm not editing any uh, time in here. <laughs> wow. I mean, we've done this, this on stage, like, but, oh. you know, when you're doing stand-up and you're like, oh, man, I forget my next joke or I forget where yeah, I'm going. Say something. But, right, you have a one-minute thing. You're a politician. That's your It's your entire gig. Figure out something to say. We have... Um, and this did is the what government. was right for Arizona. I yeah. will tell you that I have really did the very best that anyone could do. We have pushed back hard against the federal government. We have filed suit against Obama Health Care, and, and we have passed Senate Bill 1070, and we will continue to do what's right for Arizona. I ask for your vote. Thank you. <laughs> that was just such I like a- how she fought against the uh, federal government, but also passed a Senate bill. <laughs> Right. Like what? Well, she's yeah. against Obama. I mean, if you're a Republican, it's pretty easy. All you just say is, uh, the government's trying to make us socialist, and uh, all these immigrants keep coming over and stealing our jobs, and we're Americans, and we want to bring things back to the way they used to be, when people cared about this country, and hardworking people were rewarded, and these fat cats up in Wall Street, they weren't taking my hard money, and, you know, bailouts, we're not for bail. It's so easy to be a politician. You should run, Sean. I you could. Did, I could be on the Tea Party Express. better than she did just now. <laughs> I'm, just I'm off getting, the top of your head. You I'm just getting, said the same thing she said. Just freestyle your way into the White House. Listen here. I'm tired of these. I'm, <laughs> I'm tired of socialists coming. That's all she needed. Listen we, here. <laughs> listen here. Listen yeah. here. I'm just channeling like football coaches I've had. <laughs> yeah. Mixed with like Glenn Beck's speech. All right. Listen here. Right. We're, we're working. We're Americans. We love America, don't we? Yeah. And you know who's taking care of us? God. That's right. There's one God and we're working hard for him. Okay. You come home. After 40-hour work week and you got to take your kids to soccer practice, I know how that feels, all right? You're a regular Joe. You have coffee in the morning. You do stuff, all right? I'm going to make sure you do stuff better the way you used to do stuff. <laughs> uh, people are such tards. All right. <laughs> now, Sarah Palin, she was at the Glenn Beck rally for um, – they got together. Did you see this, Rob, at all? They, Glenn Beck, they put together this rally Yep. on the Lincoln Memorial – uh, it's actually on the same day, 48 years later, from when Martin Luther King did his I Have a Dream speech. And then they did this whole weird – it was just supposed to be about – it was kind of – it wasn't really even clear what the message was. It was like we're for the tea party, but we're for everyone being religious and doing stuff. I don't know. Here's Sarah Palin. I just love her intro music. This intro music's badass. This chick it's, knows it's, how to work politics, it's man. It's called Trumpets of an American God. Oh, wait. And we got a comment on this. Sarah Palin, her daughter, Bristol Palin, is now on Dancing with the Stars. Could you imagine if Sarah Palin actually had become vice president? Hopefully that wouldn't have happened then, (laughs) that that Bristol Palin, her daughter, would be on Dancing with the Stars. But besides being Bristol Palin, there's also David Hasselhoff. And then there's also the situation. And I was just... I just had this idea that if there is a God, and if God had a sense of humor, he would make it so that 
Mike the situation would somehow impregnate Bristol Palin and she would have to have the kid and then Sarah yes. Palin would have to take this little Guido baby around and the the situation <laughs> would be waving the crowds and so yeah I, uh, you know my mother-in-law oh man could there be a more make, perfect baby they'd Logan make a little guidlet <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Mike the situation fan and I'm proud to say it yeah dude hey, the guy knows entertainment hey he named his abs that's a great that's a great move <laughs> Hey, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be the situation. He's just the only reason he's popular is because that name. The guy branded himself perfectly. Yep. Yeah. And he cooks. He cooks the hell out of an Italian dinner. Yeah. All right. Well, here's a uh, here's some Sarah Palin uh, from some of her speech or whatever. What an honor! What an honor! We stand today. I love the you know dramatic echo. We st- you know to make it sound super important. We stand today, day, day. At the symbolic crossroads of our nation's history, and all around us are monuments <laughs> to those who have sustained us over the years in word or deed. Oh my God, I'm already bored. <laughs> stands the monument to of its most. Paris, our greatest shame. And over these grounds where we are so honored to stand today, we feel the spirit of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, Sarah Bailey, come on. Come on. You, you're feeling the spirit of Dr. Martin Luther King. Come on. Yeah. I don't think Dr. Martin Luther King stood for anything that Sarah Palin stood for. <laughs> Has he ever even been to Alaska? Dude, <laughs> I don't think so. Is there any proof that he even set foot in? The, in I just, state? I just can't imagine him voting for the McCain-Palin ticket. He would have been for health care. I feel like he was for, yeah, know, I think he social, yeah, change and all. Well, he was for people getting along, not you know, it rallying was, up people. And one thing you left out of your uh, political speech from earlier is you didn't describe everything around you and what it meant. <laughs> yeah. You might want to add that in. I'm here. In this building, <laughs> with these fine plants that are growing strong like the spirit of the American people. Woo! And where are bottles of water holding the precious nutrients that we need to make that spirit grow? And I'm going to... Logan, throw out, <laughs> out the water bottle. You killed my momentum. <laughs> and there are blinds me. blocking the incandescent lights of socialism that are trying to get through to my growing plant analogy. Hallelujah. Right. you have a reverb effect on that mixer? Sorry. That'd be kind of nice. I don't have the reverb effects. But, uh, oh my God, we're out of show. <laughs> time, uh, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, making so. fun of people. Rob, where can people check you out? Where can they get more Rob Christensen? Uh, right now, go to uh, Rob Loves Bagels and Twitter, at Rob Loves Bagels, and uh, pay attention to that for things to come. Look out, world. All right, Logan, you want to take us out with a haiku? Let's do it. Nick Cannon sucks ass. <laughs> Arizona. Is crazy. Well, preview podcast.
Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe today. Also check me out at DocumentaryLabel.com. There's a lot of music going on right now that all mixed together. 